And I'm Stanley Wiggins. And this is Black Hipster, where we talk about Black pop culture, gay pop culture, Black gay pop culture, and sometimes other shit. Sorry, I just, I came in and all I heard you say was Evans. <laughs> that I do. <laughs> That's all I heard. <laughs> it's like, it's like an experiment every week, isn't it? <laughs> yes, darling, yes, it is. Yeah. See how that, how that intro lands. <laughs> <laughs> how are you this lovely Tuesday? Oh, and what a Tuesday it is. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. What a Tuesday it is. Um, I have an itch to go shopping. Oh. It's intense. For what? I, gotta, I don't know. I think I'm just bored. Actually, <laughs> like, yeah, I think I'm just bored. I, I certainly don't need anything. Like, I, I very much am aware. Like, I know for sure. I don't need shit. That's not gonna stop me from buying anything. <laughs> it's not. Do you think me this very rarely happens, but sometimes when I have the itch and I don't need anything, sometimes I'll buy something for someone else that I care about. Usually that does it, but sometimes it doesn't. No, that is, oh, that is not gonna do it for me. Um and I buy things for people. For my loved ones, all the time. Uh-huh. I feel, I'm I'm constantly like showering people with gifts and, and shit. So, um, but no, that that no, that's not gonna make me want anything any less. You I do have, know that. You just have the itch to buy. Like you said, it's nothing specific. It's not anything. Excuse me, for the home. It's not anything like clothing, jewelry, makeup. It's just like, listen, I want to go out and I want to spend some money. Is it like? Do you think it's is it the same feeling to itch? I mean, I'm sorry, feeling to itch. Is it the same itch <laughs> to shop that you had pre-COVID, do you think? Does it feel the same? Is it different? Um, I don't know. I mean, you talking about pre-COVID, that was a whole year ago. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> like, the year went by pretty quickly. COVID? What is that? <laughs> like this is this is how we live now. This, this is, is my life. Now. This <laughs> is my life now. Um, yeah. Oh, I just want to say that I got a comment from someone that um, our episode about um, how to fix your credit, curemycreditscores.com, mm-hmm. yep, gave it the plug, um, with Bonita Grant was really good, really interesting. So that's um, good. Now again to Bonita for a dope-ass episode. Yeah, yeah. I also got a comment. Yeah, someone told me that it was a, a good show. So yeah, that I'm glad to hear that, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, once in the blue, we got to get somebody else in here yapping their face beside them. (laughs) (laughs) If we're going to do it, let them be good. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So so should we jump right in, darling, to our topics of the day? We should jump in. um, Yes. We have something gay to talk about today. Um, Oh, I was like, what we got something gay? I was like, I was like, well, we got something gay, but we do. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I feel like we haven't really gotten into much too uh, too much black gay pop culture uh-huh. uh, often lately. We've referenced RuPaul's Drag Race a little here and there, yeah. Um, but we haven't really been like getting into it, getting into it. Um, mm-hmm. so we're gonna get into a little something today, which is um a sort of RuPaul's Drag Race adjacent. Yes, yes. Um, so. Still related, yeah. It's about Sherry Pie, mm-hmm. um, whose whose real name is what is it? Uh, Joey, Joey, Joey. Guga. It's it's very Italian. <laughs> not very. Italian. It's Italian, and I apologize. I do not know how to pronounce it. It's um, okay. it yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's that man. Yes, the one who <laughs> that man. Well, you know, for a lot of people, that's what he is. That man. You know, he. You know, he. What was it? Season twelve, Drag Race premiered last year and so he I think I think even before the season aired you know now everyone knows he was accused of catfishing numerous probably like eight or ten individuals it was like 20 apparently oh geez okay girl it was 20 people yeah 20 wow 20 people and not just catfishing them it went I mean catfishing them yes pretending to be um what was it like a casting a, a casting agent and um and he got them to, to it, so that they could get this part. He convinced some of the men to do to partake in lewd acts. 
um, to do really suggestive things over, um, over like not Zoom, but you know, all the webcam and stuff. Some of them masturbated, some of them, you know, were nude in order to get this role that was fabricated. And um, I don't know if there was an exchange of money. Did he sort of swindle people out of their money either? I don't know. No, I think it was all just like sexual stuff. Yes. So, of course, he was caught. And um, it all came to a head when he was announced that he was going to be on the news. When it was announced he was going to be on the new season of Drag Race. And um, Drag Race didn't just proceeded to cut him out of, edit him out of every episode as much as they could. And um, like a year later, a year, and then the sad thing is that he was a front runner. We already talked about this, but he, he seemed like he had the potential to be in the top. And um, so now, like maybe like two or three weeks ago, he was a guest on Tamron Hall's show, who is a, yeah. a journalist. And um, people were really upset about it because um, for a number of reasons, but mainly because they felt like it was giving him a platform that he shouldn't get a second chance. Basically, he shouldn't be able to be interviewed. You know, they should go after they should in, instead of interviewing him, they should interview the victims. So it, it brought up, I guess, a lot of not questions for me, but I guess wanted. How did you feel about it as a journalist? What did you think about the whole situation? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Are you like, you know, <sighs> with because at the end of the day, I'm not one of those people that's going to stand by and act like every single thing that black women do um, is acceptable or it's okay. But mm-hmm. I can't ever divorce my being a black woman from how I'm going to feel and my perspective on things. Um, And for that reason, then I also can't divorce when I see black women being treated a certain way Mm -hmm. and it feels very different from how other people are treated when they do the same stuff that I'm not going to feel some kind of way. Mm -hmm. So my first thought is, of course, as soon as I hear like, you know, folks are coming for Tamara Hall for this um, interview she did, you know, of Sherry Pie. I'm immediately just kind of like, okay, is it that mm-hmm. serious? It's Sherry fucking Pie. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm just kind of like, okay, Sherry Pie is not important, like mm-hmm. at all. And, you know, maybe that's the argument for some people where it's just like, well, you didn't need to give Sherry Pie even more of a platform because Sherry Pie is not important. And mm-hmm. so, it's just it's letting this person that's perpetrated this foul, um, you know, have this platform. But I don't know. I can't help but feel a little bit like it just always seems like it's so much easier to drag a black woman when they're doing something. Uh-huh. And that's my first pause. Okay. That's my first pause. Um, second is just like I get I get both sides of it where yeah. it's just like what do you mean I can't interview someone? Like, so every time I, no, because that's saying every time I interview someone, I'm giving them a platform. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's how this shit goes. Like that's Mm -hmm. the dawn of time. And, and Sherry Pye could take to whatever platforms of her own and say whatever the hell she wants. Um, I don't think you necessarily, it it, it doesn't have to be Tamron's, um, duty or obligation to also interview the victims. Uh-huh. If if Tamron would have chosen to do that, and I think that would have been fine. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like to some degree there should be a line where Tamron can say, I don't have to defend this. <laughs> like yeah. I made the decision that I was going to interview this particular person. That's the decision we made. Cool, moving on. Mm-hmm. Um I was watching this one piece where because, you know, she put a statement out and she basically she was like, I'm a journalist and this is what we do, blah, blah, blah. Not everybody that we're going to interview is going to be a wonderful person or a saint and people are going to feel some kind of way, but that's not going to stop me from doing my job. Yeah. And then she said something to the extent of like R. Kelly did numerous interviews. I would say this, maybe don't use that example, Tamron. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, like, yeah, Sherry Pye ain't no R. Kelly. Like, that R. Kelly shit was a big deal. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, that shit was a huge deal. And we were talking over the course of decades that this abuse and all this shit went on. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you and R. Kelly was a huge star and had sort of like his, his celebrity had permeated into like 
so many different parts of our lives. Yes. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like it was necessary. But also R. Kelly's victims did get to say their piece. Yeah. So you also cannot discount that fact either. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, it probably would have been a smart idea to have cut that segment into two parts. One part where she interviewed the, the victims or a couple of the victims and talked to them and got their side of the story. And then the other part where she talked to Sherry and then was like, you know, do you want to apologize to these people that you fucked over or yeah. whatever? Um, but I just do, I, I don't think it was, it's like necessary to drag about this. It's, I just feel like it's being taken to a space it doesn't need to be taken to, where it's just like, once again, the heterosexual community is not standing with the LGBTQ community and not giving us a voice and just showing, you know, again, that like our stories don't matter. And I'm, again, I'm always like, I'm gonna take pause when you saying this about a black woman. Mm -hmm. chill the fuck out because those be the same people who put their fucking neck on the line mm -hmm. to actually open up rights and shit for your community so yeah. chill the fuck out with that shit real quick like seriously like I, I like I don't think that that needs to be the response I don't think that it needs to be oh yeah, Hello? on one today yes there, there's yeah there's someone there's outside someone Oh, we got a siren or something. Oh, they not playing. Yeah, someone laid on that horn. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. So I don't think it needs to be taken to... I don't think that the reaction or the, the feeling should be, once again, heterosexual people are, you know, finding a way to fuck over the LGBT community. I'm like, no, I don't think that that's what's happening here. Mm -hmm. And... I'm not saying that that doesn't happen, but I don't think that that's what's happening here. That that needs that this needs to be grouped in with that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. That's a lot. Okay. So I think like when you were saying that Sherry Pod is she important, and then I think and you know to the what is it to the pop cult to the zygeist or whatever like that. If you're a fan mm -hmm. of RuPaul's Drag Race, then yes, maybe, but definitely to the victims. I think that if if I, this had happened to me or if this had happened to you, Sherry Pie would be important. She'd be more important to you than R. Kelly because it's just like, well, this is something that happened to me. This affected no, my life. I don't mean important in that sense. I'm saying important. Like, Sherry Pie is not a big celebrity. And like, no, she's not in the zeitgeist. Like, no one's talking about Sherry Pie. Sherry Pie um, does not live in our, like, worlds and in our minds. And she she's not plastered on billboards and she's not you know, making theme songs that everyone sings at graduations and weddings. And that's what I'm saying is important. I understand that she's important to the victims. Like, that's a given. I, um, but, I mean, like, to, to liken her to someone whose stardom is that much bigger, she's not. Yeah, I guess I guess I didn't. I think that part, do you feel like, well, I think she was trying, when Tamron Hall was giving those examples of, like, you know, the, who was it um, that you just said? R. Kelly and then all these, this woman who murdered a child that she was in. I, I watched some of the interview and I particularly paid attention. I didn't watch the whole interview. I paid attention to the part where she spoke about it before she got on the interview. She's like, I want to address this on camera, you know, and talk about, you know, some of the backlash that I received. And she addressed it and talked about how as a journalist, she's been doing this, I think, for 30 years and over 30 years. And she was talking about, you know, some of the things that she's encountered and, you know, the people that she's interviewed, people on death row, people who murder people, people who've done horrible things. And just like anyone else, they deserve to be interviewed. And she was like, Sherry Pie, we're not doing anything. He's not getting anything in exchange for this. We're not giving him a pass for this, blah, 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 blah blah and to yeah i think i was just wondering what you meant like by the fact that he wasn't important because to me that doesn't matter you know what i'm saying like the fact that he's not a, this is something that happened and it's something in pop culture he's not as big as r kelly but it's still something that's out there and I mean, uh, Pie's not important where they could have passed on this interview altogether yeah like, we didn't have to hear about this at all like, yeah this shouldn't have come up in in our anything at any point. Nobody gives a fuck about Sherry Pie. That's what I mean. Like, okay, okay. Important. They could have passed on this all together. But I understand that, okay, well, it's a get that they got. Whatever, whoever booked this, they booked it and they filmed it. And then when word got out that it was going to come out, or somebody caught wind, there was some backlash around it and they decided they weren't going to back down. They were still going to put it out. 
Yeah. That part too. Yeah. What she said, what Tamron Hall, if I believe, because I, I, um, she also had a Q and A with this black gay activist. I don't remember his name or whatever, and he was sort of, um, they had like sort of a Q&A and a back and forth. And she's like, I didn't bring you on here to basically just agree with me because, you know, I'm going to speak on that in a little bit. They also got into the racial racial conversation of, and they, not bumped heads, they agreed on this. And she was like, you know, it was called, He, I think he said it to her. He was like, you know, I didn't agree with you necessarily having him on the show, not having the victims on the show. But he was like, I'm, he was like, and people, he said, what, what struck me was that people were questioning your credibility and your ability as the journalist and as a and, and I think basically saying it came because you are a black woman. And he was like, I then had to go, I know who you are. I'm familiar with your work. And that's not the case. That's what he was just like, uh-uh, don't come for Tamron. It was a black Right. Guy. And he right. said that. And to be rooted in this much yes. bigger like attack on the LGBTQ community versus you just don't agree with this decision. Yeah. And, and 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 it was interesting because I I didn't the, I didn't think because I didn't read about what people I didn't know people were attacking I just thought people were like no she shouldn't do this because of this and the show shouldn't have them and I agreed I think that you know you don't have to defend who you have on your show I'm like that's your platform I do think maybe they should have it you know maybe they should have had like you said a, you know split that segment in segment in half and have the victims on but what Tamron Hall said which I thought was interesting she said. She said, um, out of the people, out of all the people who've done this, like out of R. Kelly's, not, she said, this is the first time that we've had someone on the show, or it's been very rare that someone has admitted. They are coming on and admitting to their wrongdoing. These aren't allegations. These aren't, this isn't something that they're fighting. They're in a role where they're at, um, and saying, this is what I did. There are no excuses for it. They're owning up to it. Because the guy was just like, you know, listing all of those people before, like R. Kelly and Harvey, mm-hmm. all these people, and she was just like, but he is admitting it though. And she made a point of saying that. And I do think that's important. I think some of the victims, when I was reading some of their responses, were like, he didn't add anything to the conversation. What new is this? That, you know, we as the victims don't accept this. We are just like, whatever. And I feel as though she doesn't necessarily owe you anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, what is she going to have you? Like I said, she could have split it into two parts, but just because you don't want, they felt like her having him on there was sort of not because she was just like, I'm not giving away my platform, but giving him a platform because apparently on his website, he's also opening up his merchandise. He's trying to re-enter and to and re-enter society and re-enter drag. And on, a, on, a, on, a, on one hand, I do think everyone, depending on what you do, deserves a second chance you know what i'm saying and it's just like we have to make room for people in our society to do better and it's not up to you necessarily to say when and how that can happen and under and and i can and i feel like and they pointed to um another instance which was different on wendy williams because they were talking they were lumping wendy williams and tamron hall in the Mm -hmm. same category and yes another black woman and i and I've watched the segment, the small segment on Wendy Williams, and it wasn't just her. It was this gentleman. He's also black. He's black and Asian. Johnny Cho, Johnny, yeah, he's a comedian. And he was the one who brought it up. You know, Wendy Williams does that gossip segment. What is it? Um, you know, you watch it. You know, when she does the gossip. The, yeah. the new. And um, she will, um, he came on. He, he was just reading to her. Wendy was sitting there. And she's like, well, tell me what's going on. So he's reading. He's like, you know, talking about Drag Race and Cherry Pie. And he was laughing and joking about it. And one of the survivors, and you know, Wendy, you know, Wendy, she's funny. She pokes fun at things. And, but it was mainly him just laughing about it. And he was just like, I, my, I was humiliated on television. The facts were wrong. You guys were making a joke about it. You know, it's the straight community not taking it seriously. And I could definitely see that in that instance where mm-hmm. it wasn't taken seriously. It was like they were making fun of this drag well, queen. Well, yeah, if you're who, talking about someone being sexually assaulted, it should never be sandwiched between laughs. And, yes, and, yes. And it should be spoken about in a way where it's a joke. Yeah, and they were like, in the one of the, the first things they said after they sort of read the quote-unquote facts uh, were like, um, you know, people have to vet themselves. You know, these people are, they're 23, 24. They should know better. They should vet people before they, you know, do oh, this please. and that. And... It that's the bullshit. Yeah, and that was would ever say that about any of the grown women that was sexually assaulted by like Harvey Weinstein or yes. Bill Cosby. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't dare to fix your lips to say it. Yes. Exactly. And it's like, well, don't do that to anybody else. Don't do it to a grown ass man, because you know that's really what it comes down to. Uh-huh. Is the vic- the victim blaming because they're they're men. Yeah. First and foremost. 
Well, it's like, you don't think a man could be assaulted? Sexually yeah. assaulted or harassed mm -hmm. uh, by another man? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I don't agree with that. I think that's yeah. fucked up. Um, and I don't necessarily think that the Tamara Hall show is right. I yes. don't think, you know, I think that they should have thought about it a little bit further and said, you know, could we split this segment and get the victim story? Because as a journalist, you know, get both <laughs> sides if you can. If yes. the victims are volunteering or they're willing to speak, or in, in any case where you have one side of something, you should always be trying to get the other side to balance it out. Yeah. And when you have the opportunity to do that and people want to talk, you should always do that. Even if you don't agree or you don't like the other and you exactly. think oh, shit, you just as a reporter, as a journalist, you report what this was what that other side said, even mm -hmm. if you don't like it or you think they're lying or whatever, what have you. So I do think that they should have thought very thoroughly about including the victims or uh -huh. at least some of them and balancing it out to get both sides or to say, you know, we're also going to be talking to Sherry Pie, you know? Yeah. yeah. Anything you want Sherry Pie to know. That's true. Yeah. Sherry Pie gets to say what Sherry Pie wants the victims to know. So, yeah. So I do, but I don't think that this needs to, to get the level of like dragation that, yeah. that folks want to take it to. I'm like, no, y'all, because that's not what's happening here. And like you said, yeah, questioning her and coming for her credentials as a journalist. And yeah. I'm like, mm -mm, we're not about to do that. No. And, and, and that's and, and because, like I said, I'm not that familiar with Tamron Hall, but I've I, I, I read in the sense of I haven't watched her on television, but I know where she comes from just a little bit. And I know that it's a little different from Wendy Williams. You know what I'm saying? They, they I wouldn't call hey, Wendy, Wendy Williams a journalist. Yes. Yes. So it was kind of, and then too, I'm going to just watching those two clips and watching what Wendy Williams did. And like I said, 90% of that wasn't, not 90, but a huge percentage of that wasn't Wendy Williams saying these things. It was on her show. It was on her platform. And she had someone saying that. And Wendy Williams is very flippant and she jokes about a lot of things. But it was just like, that's a complete, they're completely different platforms, audiences, everything. And it, 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 it to lump them both in, because I've read a few interviews and they was just a few, and, I'm sorry, articles. Yeah. Cameron and bring her down a notch. Because a journalist would have stopped. Uh, that's the difference between a host and a journalist. A journalist would have stopped them and be like, you know, we're talking about sexual assault. Let's like, you know, let's not laugh. Let's not make light of this. Let's not joke. Yeah. But like you said, it was also presented during Hot Topics, which is an entertainment segment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you already sandwiched it into, you know, this sort of entertainment piece of the show. Yeah. So you already brought it with this certain with a level of brevity. So it was up to you to especially go out of your way to make sure people understood. No, this is actually a serious thing. Yeah. And we don't want to make light of, you know, someone being sexually assaulted um, mm -hmm. or sexually harassed or whatever. Um, right. But they certainly don't need to be lumped together. But this yeah. is exactly what I'm talking about. And this is the issue. That's what I'm saying. It's like, let's, let's be able to know the difference between the two. And then again, like coming for her 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 credentials and um her common sense and her integrity is yeah. doing the most. I think is doing the most. I think yeah. you can disagree and say, you know, this wasn't done well, Tamron. Like y'all yeah. fumbled the ball on, mm -hmm. this, on this one. Yeah. But but not to take it to that uh level. Yeah, especially when you don't know, I think, her background or you don't know what it is she really does. You think, oh well this is another this is a black woman who has this show. And then Wendy Williams is like the sort of the, the model for that right now at the moment, you know, and, oh, and oh. gays love in terms of like that sort of genre where, especially, and it's, it's interesting. I don't want to get too much into this, you know, because I don't know, but it's just like, you know, having this black woman who has this show with, who has a huge gay following, you know, Wendy mm -hmm. Williams does has a huge gay following. And then, who has also said some very controversial things about gay people. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? And 
Um, her whole tagline is, how you doing? Yes, yes. And you know what that's rooted in. That's in Wendy, Wendy outing people. Yes, outing, talking yeah. Talking about all these gay rappers or all these rappers that are gay and in the closet. Yeah. And it was basically like her, whenever someone would be mentioned, her way of saying, girl, he gay. It was, yeah. how you doing? Yeah. That's and, that and, whole shit is. Yeah, and it wasn't like in a nice way. You know what I'm no, saying? It wasn't in a nice was, way. Completely derogatory. Yeah. Calling, remember, she was calling Tigger Tigger. No, I like, don't. Yeah, my mom saying that. I was like, what are you talking about? She learned that from Wendy. That is hilarious. Like, Y'all know nothing about this man. Cordell Stewart was talking about that. Oh. Um, you know this whole um, rumor that he was gay. Uh huh. Like literally followed him through his career. Oh and, wow. And I was like, yeah, it did because. <clears throat> I said we even um, when him and Portia first got divorced, that was popping up again, right? Yeah. Little, people making these little quips and little comments about his sexuality, mm. and I was like, okay. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I think the only person that gets a pass for doing it, even on TV to some degree, might be Portia, uh-huh. because. Divorces get nasty. They yeah. get, they get really nasty. You know what I mean? Yeah. People really go there. They hit below the belt. They go for the jugular. Um, and then they and then they think about it after the fact. And then they, yeah. they do nasty things to each other and they apologize after the fact. She mm-hmm. said she found out about her divorce on Twitter and got home and her locks were changed. Yeah. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if she might make an implication about the man's sexuality. You know what I mean? But yes. That's between them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's not for anybody else to make these accusations and make these claims. And it's not right when, when, when she does it. It's ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's below the belt. But I understand in that context why she might go below the belt. Yeah. She wants to hurt him. But it's just like, it, even if Cordell was, why is it anybody's business and to use it to weaponize it? Yeah. Um, but also in this context to weaponize and knowing that it was something that has such a, a bearing on his career as a young man mm-hmm. and he and it was false. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible. And it's, it's I don't know, it makes me think of um, how how people need to, I think, know their history in a sense, even about Wendy Williams and other people like that. But I think it, it is such an interesting relationship. And we talked about this, you know, gay men and women and particularly gay men and black women, you know, and all of this, we mm-hmm. talked about this, but, um, and how that's a very interesting sort of dynamic, you know, because it's just like those two people don't, you know, it, it gosh, it's so interesting. It's, it's just, that's you know, exactly why I'm like, I'm gonna need y'all to not because yeah. like what you can't do is take so many of your, I, I'm like, I'm going to get dragged. Um, take so many of your cues and your culture and all these things that you've incorporated into your being from black women um, and then want to discard us so easily and mm-hmm. so easily when you feel like we're not riding for you in this moment. Yeah. No, I'm not here for it. Yeah. I'm not here for it. No. And as a gay, as a gay white man, you still also need to check yourself as a white man in this country and the privileges you have as a white man, gay or not, in this country, still over black women. Um, and that's not to say that black women can't do something hurtful towards you, but not to the point that it completely uh, um, takes away your entire your your privilege. It doesn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So check check that. Yeah. You want to for. Um, yeah, it, but it, it we is. We also wanted to talk. Oh, sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. Babe. No, 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 no. We talking gay stuff, and I don't want nobody accusing me of trying to overshadow my um, gay co-host. What? Well, my thing is whether or not you know. I, it's always funny because you know we say, "Oh, we didn't talk about anything gay." This is like, well, I'm already gay, existing as a gay person. So anything that I say is is kind of through the perspective of a gay black person. Just like you, mm-hmm. you know, right. straight black female. So it's like we still we that's we just exist that way. You know, so anything we talk about, that's what you're getting through that lens of who we are and our experiences. Right. So it, it, yeah, that that's just it don't bother me. But uh, yeah, so another. Well, I was clearly joking. But, oh, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> no, I just wanted I to. I don't really care. 
really care to I'll talk over you when I talk over you. No, yeah, we both talk over we both talk with each other. I know, I understand. But I, I did wanna I just I think that's important to say. Just just put it out there, you know, not just for necessarily you and I, but for anyone listening, I think when they feel like they have to it, it, what's the word? When they not, I, I don't know how to explain it. To sort of fit into something in a way, and it's just like, well, if you're existing, or like, how can someone be too gay or too black or too this? And it's just like, well, it, it's just like, well, that's what you are. If you a black person and you doing this and you doing that, then that should be enough. It's just like, you know, I don't have to concentrate on black stuff all the time or concentrate on black gay stuff. I live that. I am that. So mm-hmm. if I'm, you know, we could be talking about, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the whitest sport. <laughs> Ever, I don't know. Hockey, hockey. You know what I'm saying? We can be talking about hockey all the time. You're like, why are y'all talking about that white shit? I am black. I am gay. So I get got a little spin on it, shoot. But um, again, we were talking. We were going back to sexual assault yeah, and like, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> you get yeah. that off your chest. Yes, you get it off. Um, and, and what's uh, been in the news lately is. Um, the FKA Twigs, right? Is that a, yeah, FKA Twigs. And, um, you know, I think this is maybe last year she came out. I think, I don't remember the the time frame. But, you know, everyone knows that she has been, she has come out and talked about the abuse that she suffered at the hands of Shia LaBeouf, you know, mm-hmm. the actor, her ex-boyfriend. And I didn't know they only dated for like a year. And um, I just watched part of the interview that she did with Gail King. And um, I watched the whole thing last night. Uh, it was like 10 minutes. And I think it, they sort of released, you know, subsequent like clips later on. And mm-hmm. it was it was interesting. But one of the things which, and I don't know if I'm going to get dragged for this. I felt in, I, I don't know, when she said, you know, Gail asked her the question. She said, I'm not even sure if I, if I know if I should be asking this question, you know, right. because it's a dreaded question. Why did you stay? Or, or why didn't you leave? One of those. And then... Uh, FKA, her response was, yeah, she's, she's like, I don't think that you should ask that question. I think that I should, um, what did she say? I don't think that you should ask that question. No, I'm I think not going to answer it. Yeah, I'm not going to answer. And, you know, you should ask the abuser, you know, why did you abuse someone? Why did you basically hold them hostage? I wish I had the exact quote. Uh, and she, you know, talked about how asking that question kind of, oh gosh, I don't know if it, it kind of, throws the sort of makes a, a victim feel like they're responsible and right. all of these things and i thought that was an, and then i read another article where they agreed with that from the guardian and i thought that it was i think that you can't i do think of course obviously there's a history of blaming the victim and i think when you i can see how asking that question why did you stay or why didn't you leave is kind of like accusatory and makes you feel ashamed when someone asks someone will ask that question for you but i also think depending we should learn to word it a different way or, or say it with a different yeah, tone i think that's what it is i think it's it's um there is an implication of blame when you say well why did you stay i yes. think what I, I I I feel like I understand what Gail was trying to get at, uh-huh. what the information she was trying to gather, and okay. I think there's just a different way to ask it. Okay, okay. Because the way, because because why did you stay? Does not um, do it justice. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because I I do think it's it sort of it, not to say I mean just to say there's a number of things, but it, that answering that could also be helpful for other people. I right. think to hear. And I think that's why she was asking it. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, and, I think and yeah. Essentially, what Gail was asking because she wants it, other people to hear, like you know, or for people who don't understand what that is, to to be able to lend a certain support. Mm-hmm. I think the question is, what kept pulling you back in? Yes. Not why did you stay or why yes. did you leave? Yes. 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 Because that's essentially what you want to know, right? So it's mm-hmm. like you don't really want to know why the person's right, but it's. It's 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 on the other. The onus is on the abuser. Yeah. So frame the question from the from blame it uh, from the abuser, right? Yeah. Frame yes. the question in that way. What was mm-hmm. it about them that, or why? What kept pulling you back in versus yes. you did this thing, you stayed, you because then that puts the action on the victim. Yeah, and it's just kind of like, you know, you did. They didn't do anything wrong, and you know, I was. And, and, you know, when she, and that's completely right. You know, I was talking about it with Josh as well. And I was, you know, 
I said, I'm like, I wonder how you can frame that question because like you said, I don't think Gail was just like blaming you, but mm-hmm. the fact, I wonder would she have responded if it would, the question would have been framed in another way? Because I do think, um, you know, I've never been through domestic abuse or anything like that, but I, I have had situations, which is not the only thing that I can think of. Things that you do are, I was in a relationship with someone and it was just like, why was I messing with him? It was just like, you know, back and forth for three years. It's just like, he's not gonna do anything. You know, it just wasn't like a healthy relationship. But I was just like, whatever, I'm having fun. And um, I think I, I think you think about things that you used to do that weren't necessarily healthy for you when you go, well, I can't, not that it's, it, you look at yourself because I think I looked at myself and I go, okay, well, I don't want to repeat this pattern or what did I learn? What, what made me, what exactly, what made me keep coming back? How can I stop doing this? And that's completely different, I think, from when you're dealing with abuse, when you have issues like he's telling you, you know, you may be tied down to him financially or kids. That's a whole different other level. She didn't have this situation. But I do think there's sort of when you're going through something bad, you do do you are introspective. And those questions come up for yourself. And I think as a part of therapy, it is exactly what what kept pulling you back because you don't want to repeat that pattern again. And you have to realize you have to separate them to a certain, you have to push them away, the abuser, to a certain extent and look at yourself and go, well, how can I get to a place where I'm happy? And, and how can I separate myself and what are the actions that I need to take? And I don't think that's the same thing as blaming you. But I wonder, does that mean that we can't ask that question? Because all the articles are like, it's victim blaming and it's abuser. And I'm just like, I don't think it is at all. And and maybe it is just a, it's as simple as reframing the question, you know? It 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 is interesting because she was just like he wasn't there. It's just like it, I'm not even dumping on her, but Shia's not there. She was like, you should ask the abuser why you know he he would abuse someone. Well, she doesn't mean in that moment. I know, I know, I know that. I know, but and I know that it's just like, well, I can ask him that question. We could have. I, I feel like that's a completely separate conversation to me than what's going on with you here. That's him that's we want your part of the story and we want you to to not to 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 not explain but to to let us in and to to help us understand what was going on you know what i'm saying yeah i think it really is it's just a matter of just asking it in a different way that takes the onus off of the victim in saying you failed to do something yeah um, you know, you could have done this certain act and you acted in this way instead. So why? Um, you know, there's just a different way to ask it. Because um, Cheryl Underwood was, um, that's her name, right? <laughs> From Is that the comedian? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, and it's so random that I just happened to like, as the TV was on in the background, because like, I'll have like the news on. And then mm-hmm. I think the talk came on, it was on mute. And I unmuted the TV and was watching. She was talking about the interview. Um, and she said that she was a victim of abuse. I think it was, um, you know, her mother. And uh-huh. she's like, I was a young girl. So she's just like, listen, like you to ask somebody like, why they wouldn't leave she's like you can't even imagine she's like when you're in a any type type of abusive relationship with like a parent or a, a, a significant other whatever it is like that person's abusing you and that person is supposed to love you like mm-hmm. they're telling you they love you they're coming to you with love with abuse like love wrapped in abuse or whatever and she's like so imagine especially when you're young where it's like, if the person that loves me is doing this to me, then what the hell else is on the other side of this? Yeah, She's like, you're not going to just jump into, you know, something else. Or you don't feel like you're going to have support elsewhere because how could it possibly be if this is how terrible it feels coming from someone who loves you or someone mm-hmm. who's supposed to take care of you? Yeah. So to ask somebody why they wouldn't leave, it's very easy and very simple. Like why someone wouldn't leave, leave for what? Like, what are they leaving to go towards or to go yeah. to? And I'm like, yeah, that's really true. You know, we don't think about it in that way. But, you know, again, like we learned something from her answering the question because we, a lot of people don't think about it in that way. Mm-hmm. So, again, it, it's a matter of, I think, reframing the question. If it's if it's really trying to get to the heart of how we can do better by people. Yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah. 
We just need to figure out a way to reframe the question where they can answer that without feeling like you're you're putting the onus on them to have been smarter, have done better, because that's inherently what it feels like, um, you know, for anybody where it's just like something happens to them. And then, you know, the question is sort of like, well, how did you let this happen? You know, how did you, how did you, how did you let yourself be in a situation like this? You yeah. I mean? yeah. And you're like, like, what? Like. Anybody could be in any kind of fucked up situation. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, what? I am smart and I am like pretty cautious of shit. And yeah, mm-hmm. that still happened to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. And I, I definitely have been guilty of that, you know, and, and, and of, of blaming, of putting, not completely blaming, but being like, okay, this is a shitty situation and realizing that. No, no, no. I'll just say this part. Definitely a, a shitty situation. I've had someone very close to me and they were in a situation where they had someone get physical with them. And I was just like, you're not married to this person. You have no kids to this person. You're young. What are you? And in my head, I was just so frustrated because I was like, you're being an idiot. You're being stupid because I can't, you can't, sh-. you know, and some of that was coming from love. You don't want the person to get hurt. But yes, it wasn't being understand. I wasn't understanding. Yeah, it's not helpful. Yeah, not helpful. And it was just like, it, I was so frustrated with them because I'm like, yeah, I was like, why would you continue to let this happen to you? You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah, how I felt. And it's definitely and, not how you want to look at yes, it. Yes, <laughs> yes. And, and, and I have to break myself out of that because it's still hard for me um, to see that because I, I can understand how hurtful that what is. And I wouldn't want it. It's like, well, I, I love you. I don't want you to think about that. But I don't want you to feel that way, but then I also feel like, because there's layers to it, and I don't understand that. And it's like, obviously, there's emotional things. It's not like, there's emotional shit that goes along with it. And I always say, everyone has different levels of bullshit, you know? And, it's, right. of course, that, you know, some people might go, oh, your boyfriend or your girlfriend yelled at you. I'm not going to take that. You better leave them. And it's like, well, they yelled at me a little bit. You know, it's, it's, it's not a big deal. But I do think there's, it, it's hard. It's hard. Well, and I, and I don't think about it in this way. I what? think if that person decided that they wanted to leave the relationship, they're not going to come to you because you've already shown them that you know you're you're going to be frustrated with the situation, um, or that there's your support um, definitely has its limits. Mm-hmm. So, and it's not a situation that's easy for them. So it, it's already a difficult situation. So it makes it that much harder when the people that they do need for those levels of support are already just kind of tapped out and frustrated yeah. by them. Um, yeah. That just, I could, I could imagine that that would probably make it even harder for them to leave. Yeah. Again, it's like leaving for what? Like my support system's already done with me or they don't want to deal with this. And if I leave, in my, it could be a shit show or it could be this long drawn out process and this person's already shown that they don't have the stomach for that so I can't go to them But and I see what you're saying but I feel like at least with me and maybe that's what the maybe that's um, what is it I'm saying? maybe that's what they feel because I feel like for most people I'm going to say no I feel like for most people some people going through this their family's like listen I'm fed up with this I still support you we can hang out and we can do this but when it comes to this that's why I draw the line. They feel like you need to leave this situation. And then if it's just like, if I'm seeing bruises or if I'm seeing this, I don't want to see this. I don't want to be a part of this. I support you. You know, I care about you. You know, you're welcome to come over. We can talk. We can chat. We, what, what do you need? But that part of your life, I can't deal with that. This is where I draw the line because it's obvious I can't help you. This is something that you have to figure out on your own. And I told you how I felt. If you ran away and came to me, stay as long as you like. What the fuck you need to do? I'm going to help you. We're going to come up with a plan for you to get out this bad situation. But it's just the staying and, but then, and then not seeking help. But then also not, it's, oh, girl, I'm about to say some crazy shit. Do you think it's like, because when it, 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 I'm trying to think about how it is, and you know, when someone's addicted to something or when someone's an alcoholic. And they understand <laughs> that there are, there are horrible things that they're going through. And that those are demons that, because it's not about the alcohol. It's like, well, those are things that you're fighting. That's emotional trauma. That's trauma that you're dealing with. So or they are an alcoholic, which is <laughs> very different. No, seriously, like addiction. Hold like, up. Addiction isn't always That's true. Even, like some bigger like issue. Like That's some true. people will have that like 
physical or biological affinity to something or or you you fucking smoke crack and now you're addicted to crack. Like, you know what That's I mean? True. Like, That's true. That's um, true. It's not always because you're trying to chase something. That's true, that girl. So I, it's not the same. But I That's also true. think that, like, yeah, it's you, like, abuse is, it, it is so many layers. With it's abuse. so many layers, yeah. It's, it's, um, yeah, I mean, you just... I, I hate to speak on it because I'm just like, I've never been in that situation. So I can't imagine, wow. I don't know what that is to be in that mind frame of like staying in a situation where someone um, is physically hurting me. But I feel like we've all, a lot of us have been in situations that were toxic or not good for us. And yeah. we continue to stay. Yeah. Complain to our friends about it and keep going back and whatever. You know, and our friends were like, Oh, you so stupid. Why are you still in that stupid relationship? I'm sick of hearing about this boy. Mm-hmm. Just imagine like on like like how low of a level that is. Yeah. And then like imagine if you added in layers of like emotional trauma oh and emotional God. abuse and like just basically just like taking over someone's mind in that way and then add in physical. It's like imagine how much harder it would be to get up from under that. And then add in having your your friends and family or your people who you want to support you saying, well, you need to figure this out on your own because we sick of hearing about it. It's like no one's going to figure that shit out on their own. Like everybody needs help. Like that's 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 literally all these like organizations and stuff are for because they recognize that like no one's ever going to get from up under that by themselves. Yeah. And and yeah, and I agree with you there. I wonder what it is that you know, people can do, and even people like me who are going through that situation, how can you help when that person isn't ready to receive that help? You know what I'm saying? That person is where they are, and it's hard to see a loved one go through that, and it's also frustrating. I'm going to be real, and I think, Absolutely. what do you do? What do you, and then, you, and then, you keep your frustrations to yourself because they don't matter in the scheme of things. Yeah. Um, because as frustrating as it is for you, imagine how much more frustrating it is for the person who's enduring the abuse. Yeah. And all you can do is say, well, you know, you know, I'm here for whatever you want to do. You know, I ride with you. Like, if you're going to stay with him, you know, I don't agree with it, but I'm not going to yell at you about it every time I see you. But <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's crazy. You should leave. And when you're ready, I'm here. That's it. God, yeah, that was, uh, I want to get to that point. I, you know, I would like to, because I, I definitely have, and I feel bad about it. I don't want to speak my truth, whatever. I, I'm very frustrated. I have no patience when it comes to, when it comes to that. And a lot of it comes from, like you said, not understanding, not being in that situation myself. And, uh, you know, I, you know I, I, yeah, I have no patience for it. For me, it's just like, I can't even, yeah, I can't even deal with it. And I think that it's, 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 it will, I wonder if I had a close friend who was going through that, could I continue to be friends with them? Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. I, it depends on who it was, I think, and I don't know what that would be because I, because then that's me being selfish, I'm thinking. You know what I'm saying? To take, to, and it would be like if I'm seeing my friend and it's just like, you know, bruises on bruises. I think it would just be so much. I would still see them. I think maybe I would have to figure out how to manage this. It's like, I want to help you, but it's hard for me to see you like this. It is just, it's hurtful to see you going through this. You know, how could that? Yeah. I've, girl, that, I've talked to my therapist about that. Cause I, I think that would be rough. And, and yeah, like, I mean, but if you want to be yeah. a long way, that's what I'm saying. I would want to be, I want to be there for my friend. I want to be there for my loved ones, but it, it but I could, I also know, it would be hard to see someone going through that, that I care about. I, I wouldn't know. And, and maybe that would once, if I go through that, something like that, then it would change. You know, then I realize, okay, well, Stanley, you know, then it would change things. I'm just thinking about this and that hasn't happened necessarily. You know, I know some things, but it hasn't happened, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, just try to keep an open mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, listen, this is, the conversations we have with white people, is it not? Like, well, <laughs> you shouldn't need to experience what I'm experiencing to be empathetic and stop being a dick and wielding your privilege and yeah. entitlement in every freaking opportunity you can. Yeah. Right? Empathy. Yeah. <laughs> it go a long way. And it does, yeah. Helping us heal 
the world. Yes. All right, mama. <laughs> All right. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we just did a, a an entire episode about like abuse. That and neither one of us has been through. Yes. Abuse, right? Like, yeah. And I want to be very clear that, like, we are not downplaying uh, no. Sherry Pie and what Sherry Pie did. Because mm-hmm. um, th- that's a different conversation than yes. the conversation we were having today, which was about the Tamron Hall show making the decision to exactly. air the interview. Yes. Um, just to be very clear for all the haters that's going to say, it's photoshopped. Yes. Um, <laughs> and that is on Mary Had a Little Lamp. Yes. <laughs> and if you like this episode <laughs> of Black Hipster, please subscribe, rate us, all the good things. Um, mm-hmm. We are where you listen to your podcast, iTunes, Spotify, all that good stuff. Um, you can also send us an email, um, a, a joyful email, an angry email, or anything in between to blackhipsterpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And you can follow us on Instagram at blackhipsterpodcast. You can also follow yours truly at V, that's T H E, Shawa Evans. Do not slide in my DMs. I don't need your comments. I'm good. Um, and where can they follow you, Mazia? Sandrick Wiggins on Instagram. Spam. Wiggins. Boom. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm about to go and pour myself a glass of wine for the evening. Yes, ma'am. Dinner. So until next week, um, bye-bye. Bye.